Hi guys, and welcome back to My Steps to Sobriety, my show on YouTube and as a podcast with me, your host, Stefan Neff. Today is another fantastic interview because I have got Dr. Amy Duffy with me. Um, Amy is, like me, a human who is absolutely sick and tired of being sick and tired. And that is intriguing because we are both doctors. So here you go. You always think sort of the doctor should have actually had it sorted. You know, we, we learned that shit in university. I mean, little baby doctors still sucking on our, our little whatever we suck on as, as little doctors. Uh, you know, you, you think you get it sort of brought home that you need to look after yourself and how to do that. The problem is, nah, most of us are, are either not there in these classes or have been brought up at a time when these classes were non-existent. So here you go. Today, let's actually dive deep in what we can do ourselves, what changes can we implement, what insights can we gain to suddenly make you go, uh-huh, and in two years time for your GP and your family physician to say, uh-huh, what happened with you? So, Amy, welcome to my show. Thank you. So happy to be here. This is awesome. Absolutely. I <laughs> know uh, it, it's so beautiful because what we're talking about is functional medicine. What we're talking about is um, turning your life around in a complete new way. And that is an amazing, amazing journey that many of us are not going on because we don't even know that it exists. And that is so bizarre. You get sort of snippets uh, in, in, in different forms floating into your electronic fog. Oh, there is something about meditation. There's something eat healthy. There is something you need to do more. Ah, okay, yeah, I need to do more. And then you get back on with your stress and with your whatever is happening. Let's actually, let's talk a bit more. Let's, let's go with some examples a bit deeper and show why both you, Amy, and me, we have turned our lives around and live now a life that is very, very different than for, for I would say, the vast majority of people in the Western world out there. So, Absolutely. Amy, so it's brilliant that you that you come on. But tell me, were you always fascinated about functional medicine or how did your medical journey start? Well, I'll tell you, that's a, a fun story. I grew up in Boulder, Colorado, and I always call that, you know, one of the granola capitals, especially in the U.S. So oh. there was a lot of um, natural stuff. I remember my mom, you know, taking several pills a day and she would call one her broccoli pill and one this and one that. And she went to some guru up in Vail, Colorado. And I was like, why are you taking all these pills? You're not even sick. I didn't really understand what that was about. Uh -huh. um, but I grew up getting uh, massages and acupressure and rolfing and things like that. So I had, you know, some alternative experience in my, in my youth but um, I didn't really know that, that that was where I was going to be ending up um, to some degree. I didn't really understand what it was and how it would relate to medicine necessarily. So in that time frame, I had an amazing experience. I was a babysitter. That was my career from about age 11 until I went off to college. And one of the families that I was really close with invited me to be in the delivery room for their second baby. When I was 17 years old, I was a senior in high school. Wow. It was 
the night of Thanksgiving, so it was November, it was starting to snow actually a little bit there in Colorado, and I got the phone call about 9.30 that it was time to go uh, go to the hospital, and I rushed over there and, and got to experience this thing I thought was going to happen really fast, and it actually took a lot longer than I expected. I'd never been, I don't think I even watched anything on TV or on a movie or anything about this experience, right? But it was an aha moment for me. I mean, when that baby came out and was placed on mom's chest, I mean, I was like, this is the coolest thing I've ever seen. And I'm going to do this. I'm going to be a doctor and I want to deliver babies. And that's what I did. I went to college. I went to medical school. I went to residency. And in that time frame, I delivered over a thousand babies. I was trying to calculate it the other day. Um, and I, you know, it's hard to put the exact number on there, but it was a lot of babies, including giving birth to four of my own. And that's a whole nother story um, that I can tell. But what happened is I was delivering lots of babies, which was amazing and bringing life into the world is fun medicine, right? I didn't deal with sick things and people were excited and happy to be there. But on the days when I wasn't doing baby doctoring, I was seeing women um, in, in kind of the gynecological sense and, and women who would come in and you know, explaining basically, like, I'm sick and tired of being sick and tired. You know, I'm, I don't know if this is hormonal, I'm depressed, I'm stressed, I'm not sleeping, you know, I don't want to have sex with my husband, and he's upset with me, and I'm overweight, and I can't figure out how to lose weight, it used to be really easy, and now it's not. And then they have this whole issue with hormone replacement, right? Where hormones are bad. We had the Women's Health Initiative study about 20 years ago that kind of came out and scared everybody that, you know, we need to stay away from hormones because they're causing death with breast cancer and strokes and all kinds of bad things. And so we were told, you know, we should get these women off their hormones or use alternatives like just antidepressants, you know, so they just didn't care if they were having hot flashes or they were irritable or whatever, right? And I was just stuck in this place where I was like, you know, I don't know what to do. And I don't like not knowing what to do. I want, I want answers. And I don't like saying, I don't know. Um, or, you know, yeah, you could take this medicine. So, you know, what we were told is to use the lowest dose possible for the shortest period of time to get somebody through the menopause process, and then they would be okay. But there was no reassurance. There was no way to really know. And I started doing more research and, and happened upon actually, um, initially, it was sort of a be, this is before we had webinars and virtual, but somebody had done a live conference and they recorded it. And then you could purchase the recordings. And so I started listening to the recordings of this bioidentical hormone symposium. And I was like, I don't even know what this is, but I was intrigued. And then I ended up finding a conference on natural hormone balancing. And that really started this process of, of the idea of what we call root cause medicine, which is really what functional medicine is, is saying, okay, this woman is having hormone related symptoms. Let's look at the hormones and see what the imbalance is. And then we can correct it with bioidentical, you know, getting things back to normal. Mm -hmm. And then we don't have to worry about the side effects. So that led me 20 years later to writing my book just recently, um, the number one bestseller, Normal Doesn't Have Side Effects, because all my all I'm trying to do is get people back to normal. And when we do it in the right way, then we're not worried about all the side effects that come with the medications and, and the treatments that we're doing. So that was kind of the, the start. I know long story, but the start to functional medicine for me, it started with hormones and, and being in that women's health um, career. And after baby number four, you know, delivering babies is an amazing experience. Love it. But they don't come on your schedule at two o'clock on Tuesday afternoon. So 
I decided to end that chapter of my career and really focus on this integrative and functional medicine approach. And I opened my own practice. Um, and so today, what I get to do is really restore life to people who, again, they're just sick and tired of being sick and tired. We got to figure out why that's happening and give them the knowledge and the tools. You know, being a doctor, the Latin definition of doctor is to be a teacher. So that's really where my focus is and, and why I do things like podcasts, because I want people to learn that there is another way to take care of your bodies. There's another way. We don't have to do this in sick care. We can actually bring back health and bring back restoring you know, your health so you can live your best life. That's really what it's all about. And it's so true. It is so true, isn't it? Uh, but this is something that not, not a lot of doctors get exposed to. Uh, it's certainly, it was never, I mean, never, I studied in the uh, late 80s, early 90s, became a doctor in, yeah, what, 94, 96, thereabouts. Yeah. Um, and we had, nah, we had some nutritional medicine and I actually studied nutrition uh, at school, my school, uh, my, my gymnasium, my high school, I guess. Um, yeah. was was all about uh, nutrition so i had some some biochemical insights i knew how the body was functioning um and i was was very clued up to that but only in the sense of the western medicine education at that time we knew there were some bugs floating around but the, the role of the gut microbiome uh was if it was ever mentioned if it was ever realized and in all fairness i mean i i I can't speak negative of my education. I had a fantastic education at the University of Heidelberg, but it was the education of its time. Nowadays, we have learned so much more about what certain things actually do in our body, things that we take so much for granted. And that is where you uh, started to get really quite intrigued and interested and started, started digging. And it's, yeah. it's addictive, isn't it? You, you suddenly find something. It's like a big puzzle. And you think, what? Hang on. And that's at least what happened to me. It is. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. It's starting to. Exactly. Yeah. You can't put the blinders on. You know, somebody comes in with a symptom and they want, you know, a diagnosis. Yeah. I had a patient the other day. We were going over all of her stuff and she had, you know, I don't know, her gut was a mess and she was mm. really lots of inflammation. She had insulin resistance. Her thyroid was off. Her adrenals were a mess. Her hormones were out of balance. You know, I mean, she had this laundry list of symptoms and then she just kept saying, well, so what's, what's my diagnosis? You know, what's wrong with me? And I'm like, I don't have a diagnosis. That's, there's nothing wrong with you. It's just all out of balance. And then that's our whole goal is to really just correct things back to normal. But you're right. I, in my education, we had zero nutrition. I mean, there was really no conversation about nutrition. There was a little bit about, you know, the, the pyramid, um, and, you know, there was maybe a conversation with the dietitian in the hospital about, you know, balancing out the carbs for diabetics or something like that, but it was really horrible. And, um, and I remember even in residency, the only conversation that was about supplements was getting the patients to tell you what supplements they might be on because those supplements could be interfering or messing with the medication that you're going to be prescribing. So you want to know if they're taking them so you could tell them to stop it so that you could prescribe this medication, right? Like there was no, it was, there was no positive. Uh, I know. It was like, make sure that you know, so that you can get them off of that so that Absolutely. you don't mess with oh, their please. medication. You know, that was my training in residency. 
Absolutely. And then I still face the same bullshit now. I'm, I'm an anesthetist. I, um, I, was, I was smirking earlier when you described that babies don't come out when, you know, a Tuesday afternoon. No, yeah. as an anesthetist, you are there at the side of the uh, obstetrician and deliver right. the babies. And they typically come, yeah, let's do three babies from three different women at, shall we say, two o'clock, three o'clock and four o'clock in the morning. Yeah, there goes your night. And no, 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 no. So I've, 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 like you, I said goodbye to the heroic things. I've done all the heroic stuff in my youth. So now I'm a private anesthetist. And guess what? We are assessing our patients. And there's this beautiful uh, helping document for our nurses who helped me to assess. And in there is all this big chapter on nutraceuticals, on, on healthy things yeah. that people take. And it says, stop all of them two weeks before your surgery. Um, because we, you know, it is. Oh, it could be dodgy, and I'm, I'm, rip, I'm ripping. You know, I had hair before I read this document, and now, yeah, it's it's gone because it's such a bullshit. There are people going through quite a stressful period in their life with their surgery, and they should have a multivitamin at least. That's right, exactly. That's actually optimize everything. Healing from whatever surgery or or support their liver to detox all these drugs that they're about to get, right? Exactly. Exactly right. So this is my 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 little battle that I'm educating people around me. But I must say that battle, uh, those convictions that you and I share, they have, like like with you, they have not been there all the time. Yeah, was, I mean, I'm, I'm, I, I had a lot of trauma, so I drank a lot. I drank like a fish and I was essentially an alcoholic. Uh, let's call it what it is. And then I, I went to for rehab. I started to turn my life around, beautiful. I started eating regular and good things. Yeah, so far so good. And then, you know, a few years after rehab, I was sick and tired of being sick and tired, literally. And I had for many years before I had sent uh, people to a nutritionist and I actually said to him, look, please, I put my money where my mouth is. Um, can you just have a look at me? And that's how my uh, journey started. And I had... Um, I, I was I had a nasty achillotendinitis, means every step was excruciating pain and a niggling sports injury there and hay fever and uh, it was just crap. And guess what? Yeah, we did some quite expensive testing, but what turned out is that I was allergic to a German breakfast. Um, yep. So German breakfast means bread and cheese and eggs and ham and gorgeous things. Yeah, guess what? Gluten, uh, some dairy, um, and many other things that I loved. I was yeah. actually allergic to. And yeah, and then there were some other things that got discovered, and we started to turn things around. So now I'm moving three months forward, well, not even three months, within two months, my tendinitis that was there for 18 months, was oh. gone. Sports injury, gone. Hay fever, ugh, minuscule compared with the suffering that I had before. I was gobsmacked. I was absolute, what the hell? What the hell? And that opened my insights because I thought I knew it all. And as doctors do, we are terrible patients. And so here, yeah. So I became a guinea really pig. really your diet, do that, yeah. Absolutely. And it's amazing. And it 
changes forever, changes you forever, because you suddenly get that insight. So, I mean, that, and I guess that's the beautiful thing for you as a, as a uh, doctor who is supporting people with functional medicine, because you see these aha moments so often in your daily yeah, practice, isn't it? Yeah, it's great. Exactly. So sometimes, like you said, you know, these are things I love, you know, so, so there is uh, an emotional connection that people have to food and to alcohol and, mm. you know, whatever it is that they're, that's their vice. I mean, there's a lot of food addictions. And, mm. and so some people really have a hard time with that. And, and they have to find this, okay, how bad do I want to feel better? And, it, and does, is that goal going to be better than however good this food tastes? And most of the time they're in that place. By the time they get to me, they're, they're willing to do every, anything to feel better. And you're right. I mean, within weeks, we see improvement. And let's be quite clear about that. Since, um, since I went to Ben Warren, who was the gentleman here in New Zealand who uh, assisted me, um, he put me on a, on a handful. I mean, my breakfast rattles, okay? So that is what yeah. I take in the morning. Um, and I wouldn't have it any other way. Let's be just clear about it. Whilst I made a joke about it, this is beautiful. Now, I come from a family where there's a strong trait of well, alcoholism, and there's also a strong trait of ischemic heart disease. So uh, by the, my time, now I'm 56. Um, uh, at that time, I think my father would have had his third heart attack, something like that. Um, and in, in another five, eight years, he would die of his sixth heart attack. So I thought, oh, maybe last year, last year I thought, oh God, I have no symptoms whatsoever, but I better check out my coronaries. So now that was three, four years after having, maybe five years after having started my journey with functional medicine and with me looking after myself. But, you know, you can't just undo your genetics and you can't just undo your, your lifestyle in the past. So I thought, okay, face the music. So I did a coronary um, CT. Um, so it is a, it's a, a, a technique where they basically put you into a CT scanner, so radiology, and um, they measure how much plaque is in you, how much, right. how many pizzas are stuck on the inside of your arteries. Score, yeah. Exactly, the calcium score. And guess what? Mine was zero. I wow. had, I had baby arteries, and I thought, no, this can't be. They have, they've, they've wrapped the wrong guy. Turns out that I truly got my shit together with my nutrition. And whilst I still from now and then go for some gluten or go for some dairy, um, it's certainly nothing in comparison with what it had been in the past as the mainstay of my nutrition. So if, if I say in my show, one of my key things that I say is uh, the past does not equal the future. And with that, I typically refer to addictive behavior or, or depression or things like that. In reality, the past does not equal the future. It can also mean your health. And that is why I, I was so keen to speak to Amy about that, because we, we have discussed food allergies and the gluten must be one of the biggest ones out there. But there is every man, every woman uh, might be surprised that they react to certain things. Um, that are that are just facts they are not good for you and and so that's certainly one thing to explore so i think i assume that is part of your routine testing that you actually look at food allergies yeah. 
Um, but there are many other aspects there in, in functional medicine that we often forget about or actually um, take for granted. Um, what are sort of other things that come to your mind where often enough, if you start working on those aspects of, of, of life, um, where you get actually tremendous traction uh, for change? Yeah, I think, um, you know, definitely food, and we've talked about that, and I want to just hone in on that a little bit, and then I have another mm. section um, or, or answer to your question. So one of the things that I talk to my patients about, we do food sensitivity testing. I call it sensitivity, not just allergy, because I actually test for four different types of reactions. So mm. you can have an allergy, but you can also have a sensitivity that causes a lot of inflammation, right. and that causes some different things. So it's right. important to delineate because a lot of people get food allergy testing, and find there isn't a whole lot of things on there, but if you don't test completely, then you uh, might miss some of those things that are causing more of a sensitivity. So I want to clarify that. So my approach is one, you know, your, your gut inside is a lot like your skin on the outside. It's there to protect you. And there's several layers there. And those layers over time, when we are um, eating foods that are not, you know, that our body's reacting to, or we're exposed to so many chemicals in our kind of standard diet these days. Um, you know, there's chemicals in our water and the air we breathe, the medications we're taking, we're just exposed to a lot of stuff. And if we're not, and then, and then on top of that, we have, I don't know what it is like there, but everywhere you turn here, especially after the pandemic is, is antibacterial, you know, hand sanitizer and, <laughs> and the soaps are all antibacterial. So we're killing off that whole huge layer of our, of our good flora that is there to protect us as well. So yeah. part of that process is knowing what foods are important that we want to eliminate. And, and that's definitely just in your experience, you get a huge amount of improvement there, but I use a lot of supplements in the beginning to come in on the other side and start rebuilding that microbiome, rebuilding the gut, getting that immune system working better again, reducing inflammation. So our approach is not just remove the foods because ultimately, like you said, you, sh you should be able to get to a place where you have healed and it may take months and years for some people, depending on how long they've been where they are, that you can eat on occasion, a gluten or an egg or dairy or whatever, and not have this big blow up, you know, your body's get resilient enough um, that it can handle that. And so you want to eliminate the foods in the beginning so you're not bombarding it and, and destroying it and come in from the other side healing. And then you can get to the place where, okay, what's my normal going to be so that this doesn't feel like you're on this deprivation diet all the time. And I think that's what happens to a lot of people is they go on these elimination diets of some sort, and then they can't sustain it for a long time. Absolutely. Okay. So, so gut healing is part of that process. And, you know, that is my foundation. I have found over the years that um, before I was doing gut health, I was treating a symptom with, with a Band-Aid, but the Band-Aid was a supplement, so it was good. You know, it was better than, than the medications, but I'd have patients come back and say, well, I feel a little bit better, but I still have this or I still have that, or how long do I need to be on this, you know, supplement before I can stop taking it? And because we weren't really fixing the why, you know, we I, I didn't have an answer for that. Hmm. So, so what I Amy. start... Yeah, go ahead. 
No, no, I was just saying uh, before you move on, it has, uh, let, there are some very important aspects there that I wanted to explore further. You're quite right that we stay with the gut. I, it, is, it is the key organ um, to, to, our, to our well-being. Mm-hmm. And it's sort of, let's just, let's just give our, our viewers and listeners a few facts about it. Because, yes, you learn sort of that food goes in and then the good stuff is taken out and the bad stuff goes into the poo and that's it. Bingo. Right. Well, in reality, if I take you out there, you listener, and look at you, how many of the cells that make you you, how many of these cells actually came from your mommy and daddy? <laughs> you would be surprised. That is actually a minority. Okay. Yeah. So you are actually the vast majority. You're foreign material. Okay. You are a very different foreigner. And some of these little buggers called the bacteria, uh, they are actually in a majority of you who is sitting there and listening to this podcast. Fact. And many of these bacteria are sitting in your gut. And they are not just passengers or passive little things. They actually are a a microcosmos in their own right. Uh, And they are absolutely beautiful. These are actually your friends. They can be your friends and can be your enemy, depending upon if the good guys are winning or the bad guys are winning, because there's an epic battle at any one moment happening. I mean, talk of Lord of the Rings, talk of major, major shit going on in your gut as every day things die and things live and are conquering. So the problem is that with many of our modern lifestyles, the bad guys are getting encouraged to win. And the good guys, the lactobacillus and all the, the, the other good guys, they are just fighting these, these losing battles there. And that is, Amy, what you were referring to. Let's actually change our nutrition so that the good guys get strengthened. Maybe even bring new good guys in. So these are maybe sort of the, the bacteria that you take as supplements or that you actually take in, in your nutrition. And now I have to admit I'm German and we love our sauerkraut. And you think, what the hell? Why is he talking sauerkraut? God, is he taking over the world? Do we all have sausages and sauerkraut from now on? Well, what do you think about fermented foods? Is that just a fat or is that is that something which might actually be quite good for us? <laughs> yeah, no, I, I agree. I mean, I, I, again, I, I use the term, you know, we got antibacterial everything that is killing off all that good bacteria. And, you know, it, a lot of times the supplements really are, if you're using good quality supplements, I mean, they are food, you know, and they just package it into a little capsule that makes it easier. And, you know, you can control the dose and things like that. But the ultimate beauty is when you can get it in something like a fermented food, um, easier said than done, you know, I mean, people have to really like it, number one, and you have to find a way to get it in your body on a regular basis. So, you know, is somebody really going to consistently eat sauerkraut or kimchi or something like that all the time? <laughs> not, <laughs> not most people, you know, and I just, I'm just, it, this just popped into my head. I, I use a lot of omega-3 supplements yeah. because yeah. that's a whole other world, but, but those are really important. You know, our bodies, our cells are made of fat. 
Um, our brains are made of fat. You know, we got fat and we got water basically. And, and if you don't have that fat, then the cells are not able to do their job. It's kind of like having a rusty wheel or a, a rusty hinge on your door, you know? So you got to have that fat to allow the cells to do their job the best way. And we're, we don't get that in our diets on a typical basis, unless you really are purposeful in doing that. And even when you try to eat fish, you know, then you got to figure out where did that fish come from and does it have the right source of fat and is it free from all these, you know, mercury and chemicals and all that kind of stuff. So it gets overwhelming. So, you know, we take fish oil supplements that makes it really easy to be consistent and get the good stuff. Um, but I have one patient, I always say, you know, unless you're willing to eat a can of sardines every day, mm. you know, really, you really have to um, supplement. And, and so I had one patient, I came in and I do testing for your omegas and her level was really good. And so I said, man, what supplement are you taking? And she goes, Oh, I don't take any supplement, but I eat a can of sardines every day. And I'm like, well, there you go. That's working. But I have never, I mean, in my 15, 20 years of doing this kind of medicine, yeah. I've never had a patient that actually did that consistently enough that we could see it on paper. So nice. Uh, and the I problem then is of course, I mean, unless she has got a lot of money, she would go for the cheaper uh, sardines that are coming from God knows where and where you have yeah. got mercury, where you have got lead, uh, we have got all kinds of, of things that you can pick up from such fishes because there's enough stories of that out there. Bodybuilders who got sick and when you actually do their testing, uh, you find out bloody hell, what, what's going on with you? And are you in a certain chemical industry? No, no, no. I'm just, I'm just, I'm just, you know, eating tuna. Yeah. Stay alive, right? Uh, and that's, you know, I think that's the sad part is that you find, again, our job is to, is to give people knowledge and, and it's an overwhelming amount of knowledge, what to trust, you know, I'm supposed mm. to eat healthier and I'm supposed to eat good fish, you know, mm. and then you go to the, you go to the store and you buy fish and then you find out that that came from you know, a trout farm or something like that. And, and it's not good nutrition. Hmm. And, and so there's a lot of education that needs hmm. to go into, you know, what foods do you need to eat? What foods do you need to avoid? Hmm. And what are those supplements that, you know, are really vital? And so testing, we talked about testing for um, food sensitivities, but having some objective measure, like what's your inflammatory state, you know, and and I measure omega-3 fatty acids. I measure vitamin D. I measure vitamin B12. I yeah. measure metabolics. You know, what's your insulin? Not just, yeah. you know, your A1C and your blood sugar, but, you know, are you having any insulin resistance type stuff? So when you're talking about what else, you know, do we need to do besides just addressing the gut and the, and the food is I think the more objective information you have, the more control, you know, I, I, my goal is to empower patients to be able to do this on their own. You know, if I can teach them what they need to do, but that power comes from knowledge and, and the more knowledge they have about what's going on with their body and how they can address it. And not only doing the test to begin with, but doing the intervention, whatever that might be, and then repeating the test so that they can see this is working or, okay, this is better, but we need to tweak this a little bit. And so many people, read an article and they buy a supplement and they start taking that supplement. It's a good thing. I'm not saying that's bad, but they have no measure. You know, they're trying to figure out, mm -hmm. is this helping me or not? They're trying to go subjectively 
you know, do I feel better? But it kind of depends on what, you know, what the supplement's goal is. And, and that's not a bad thing necessarily, but it can get overwhelming for a lay person to read all these articles about all these good things that could be helpful for my health and, and then end up, yeah, on this handful of supplements every day or two handfuls maybe, and not really knowing whether they're, they're doing their job. Huh. So the more knowledge you can have and, and the more extensive testing, you know, you said when you went to the nutritionist, you did some pretty expensive tests. And unfortunately, we can go into a whole other soapbox of insurance. And I don't know what it's like over there, but, mm. you know, insurance doesn't cover a lot of the stuff that we're talking about because they're so, interested in, in, you know, the sick care, unfortunately, you know, and, and, mm. But that's really where I think the value comes from. And the more that you can learn about what's going on with your body and what are the things that and the tools that we can do and, and the support that you might need through supplements and mm. things like that is so valuable. And you spend, I don't even want to call it spend money, you invest in that initially, mm. get the information, uh, be able to make those changes. And then again, you have that power. So now you can move forward. You've invested in your health. You're not going to pay for your sickness later. Mm. That's really I mean Take my example. Um, so with such a strong family history of, of heart disease, uh, I don't know how much a coronary artery bypass grafting would be. Um, let's call it 50,000. Um, and yeah. yeah, absolutely. And then my loss of income. Well, that would be another quite a few thousands. And then the sheer fact that I could actually die or could be actually invalid. Um, yeah. yeah, that's a minor detail. Um, so if you're talking... Somebody else the other day, the cheapest thing you can do is die. Most people want. <laughs> no, 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 no. So, well, let's put it like that. So if you guys are saying, well, that's too much. I'm sorry. I can't invest that. Um, I strongly, strongly advise you to look long and hard in the mirror. Okay. So by me investing in myself and actually spending the few few uh, would have been uh, maybe two three thousand uh for the start to actually get it all done all of the, uh, the fancy tests and then probably maybe a thousand a year i would say i invest in nutraceuticals something like that ballpark give or take um sounds a lot thank you very much i'm actually so much healthier i mean i've got a, i've got a friend and he is really looking after himself he is much slimmer than me he is much more active than me he is out there and we did more or less at the same time we did our calcium scores and his is yeah he's got quite a few numbers there and i had zero and then the next thing for his insurance purposes he, he checked his diabetes and it turned out he was a diabetic and the guy eats healthier than i do and he was yeah. pissed. He was so pissed. Needless to say, there are other things going on in his body and in his life that he has not explored yet. So, and that is so beautiful. Now, all <laughs> it is so important, guys. So don't take your, your health for granted. And don't wait until there are symptoms. If you can actually um, start with your GP, your GP can do a hell of a lot of things. Your family physician can do a lot of things that are uh, paid for, the basic checks. Um, and that's that's really, really good. So you can rule out some really nasty bits that you maybe were not aware of. So that's a good baseline one. But remember, GPs and doctors, we look for the distinction between sick and, uh, and healthy. Not 
Exactly. So we have got, let's say, blood tests, and you were saying about inflammation. So there's a blood test called CRP, and that's sort of a a C-reactive protein, which is a nice marker for inflammation in the body. Now, there are normal and there's abnormal, you know, and depends on where you are in the world, sort of eight or 11 is sort of cut off. And so what you're looking for uh, as a doctor is, oh, there's a CRP of 11. Ah, oh, it's borderline. Who cares? If if you're 120, oh, shit, there's, got, there's something nasty going on. Now, that is sickness. What doctors don't look at is at the range of normal. Why should there be so much inflammation going on in the first instance? Why should you have a runaround with a CRP of 8, 9, 10? And yes. do you fit? Exactly. Exactly. So, and that is the distinction between normal and normal. What is normal? So that is the important bit. And that's where your testing comes in. That's, Amy, where you suddenly get hot and bothered and say, well, God, your CRP is eight. What is that all about? And your GP says, what what is she all about? That is... (laughs) Well, you hear that all the time. Patients will say... um, you know, oh, it's not bad enough to do anything about it. Mm. We're just going to watch it. You know, so maybe it's it's that eight or nine. That's not too bad. We'll watch it. Let's repeat it again in six months or whatever. Well, what are we going to watch it do? We're just going to watch it get worse if we're not intervening. And that's exactly. the same, you know, we're going to talk about CRP, which is kind of a fancy test. Not everybody does, but, you know, even blood sugar or... Yeah. Um, or cholesterol, you know, oh, your cholesterol sneaking up there. It's 202. It's 205. Let's, you know, let's give it six months and see, maybe you, mm. we'll hold off on putting you on medication now. And then you come back and it, you know, now it's 220, 240, something like that. Of course it got worse because mm. you weren't told to <laughs> care about it, right? <laughs> let's not worry about that. And, exactly. and again, that's that kind of waiting until there's really something to do and and in traditional medicine that's that 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 gap is very much missing because the only training that we have is to find that sickness and here's the pill Hmm. you know that's going to fix that but there's not a whole lot of training in the in-between in terms of preventing that from happening in the first place absolutely and that's really where that that gap comes i think No, so true. So true. Um, And there are so many things that we can do and look at. So we already said about the gut microbiome and that we want to have the the good guys in there. What we haven't really said about is that the good guys need to eat certain things. And it's interesting that what you think is good, like cheesecake, German cheesecake. Ah, (laughs) that is that's good for the soul. I give you that. Um, but that's about it. Um, so unfortunately, nothing in the German cheesecake is conducive for uh, the growth of the good guys in your gut. What they need is they need the stuff that you probably don't like so much. They need fiber. They need the stuff that you can't digest. That's where they get really cool. Oh, there is some yummy food. Look at that fiber. Let's see. She eat the whole broccoli, a stalk and all. Yes, <laughs> excellent. And yeah, oh, broccoli with some sauerkraut. Now it'd be a really in for a treat. <laughs> so these are the, the kind of things that the gut, gut microbiome loves. So, but no one ever, ever explains it to us. It's at the moment I made that connection, I suddenly realized, shit, it's really important that I eat more of the green stuff and I eat more of the veggies. And that's the reason why. Because I learned, well, that's fiber. So if I just take the, 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 the nutraceuticals, if I just take my supplements, 
well, I get all the good stuff. I get all the magnesium. I don't need to eat a queen because I eat a queen for the magnesium. You know, it, it doesn't work like that. It doesn't work like that. It's, a... <laughs> it's, all, it's all interconnected together. And you exactly. know, one of my favorite quotes is, is your food can either be your best source of medicine or yeah. it can be your slowest form of poison. Absolutely. And you've got to know, you know, you've got to know which foods are doing that for, yeah. for you because again, there's an unaware, you know, you had no awareness really when you were talking about your pain and, and the inflammation that was going on from your food, because you were eating that food every day, you had pain every day. There was no ability to really connect that, that the food was causing the inflammation that was leading to that pain. And, and I think for you, um, that was a great revelation and, and came fairly obvious when you eliminated those things and you had this, this, you know, resolution of those symptoms, but you know, we start getting into some of the brain stuff, you know, the mental, the mental health part of this process, mm. the depression, the brain fog, the inability to focus, the sleep, um, you know, it, that is very much affected by our gut as well in this, this inflammatory response. You know, they're saying that Alzheimer's is, is, is you know, the third type, diabetes type three, right? And it's really an inflammatory state. Um, and I'm just using that as an example, you know, we can go on and on about that, but when you were asking, you know, what else do we do besides the food and working on the gut? And I think that one thing that is really missing in traditional medicine is managing your stress. Uh -huh. And, you know, I can't, I can't come to work with you and, and control your work environment or your home environment and take all your stress away. That's not what my job is, but my job is to help you, you know, really start to understand how your body's responding to that stress. Mm. And, and we spend all day, every day, and even sometimes in the middle of the night running from the tigers, you know, mm. and, and our brain gets so used to running from the tiger and it doesn't know how to stop running and it doesn't know how to calm down and get us down. You know, that's that you go back and forth between this sympathetic, which is your fight or flight, you know, adrenaline rush response. Um, that's your sympathetic mode. And we spend a lot of time hanging out up here and we should be able to come back down into parasympathetic, which is rest and digest and recover. Mm. And when you live up here, you're, you never pause, you never stop, you never recover, and you're not going to be able to heal, even if you are eating and and there's a catch 22 there, you know, it might be, we're so stressed out that that the process of even thinking about eliminating gluten and going what in the world am I going to eat. I'm too tired, I've got brain fog, I can't even think about what that diet looks like. So, uh, you know, you really have to come from a place of where is this person right now? Uh, and how can I help them get over that hump, you know, and, and our goal, we're running a marathon of life sprinting uphill all the time. And we either have to make the hill be flatter, or we have to give the body some Gatorade so it can keep sprinting and there, you know, you've got to have a balance there. Um, so it's really important. That's where I look at adrenal function because that's a measure of your stress and how your body's managed stress. And then, you know, we can go into hormones and all that kind of stuff. And they, they certainly play a role there. But when you start talking about people, um, you know, dealing with a lot of stress and, and dealing with a lot of mental health issues, and it could be addiction, you know, it's, that's part of that issue for people when they're, they're just told you need to just stop drinking, you know, okay, well, <laughs> easier said than done, right? Exactly. But if, if you have all these imbalances, and, and the drinking is bringing you back into that parasympathetic, really, right? It's, it's a, it's unfortunately, it's a bandaid, but it's taking your stress away, that feels good. Absolutely. And, and, and when that's... you 
stop drinking, where do you go? You go back up here and that doesn't feel good. So if you don't have anybody that's helping you to bring that back down and come into that place where you can be more grounded and, and start to heal and recover, then you're going to end up back there. And that's why it's such a struggle because nobody in the doctor world, you know, they're, they're blaming you, you know, for lack of better, for your, for your inability to have any willpower, you know? Mm. And, and so here you are trying your best to stop doing whatever the bad habit is that you're doing. And, and you can't do it because you're up here. And so it's really, I think that's a huge part of what we do in our practice is, is the mindset part and bringing you back into parasympathetic and helping. Sometimes there's supplements that we use to tell your brain you're not being chased by a lion. L-theanine and GABA and those really good brain, you know, calming supplements can be really helpful for people, you know, when, when they're dealing with stuff like that, because that's, you know, their brain really needs to be told you're okay. You're not being chased by this tiger. You're, you know, a lot of people find themselves kind of becoming um, homebound. You know, I don't want to go outside. I don't want to, I don't want to go out into the world. It's stressful out there. And so I'm, I'm avoiding my social life and, and I'm avoiding going to the gym and I'm, I'm really not living the life I want to live. And, and because their brain is saying, stay in the cave, you know, it's too scary out there. If you go out there, you might not, you might not be able to run from the tiger. So we got to stay in the cave. And so sometimes we have to embrace that and say, you know, okay, well, well, maybe you need to stay in the cave for a little bit and let's, let's get your body. Okay. And, mm. and our society tells us that's lazy and that's, um, you know, you're, you're not productive if you stay in your cave all day and you need to be getting out there and working out and going to the gym, you know, seven times a week for, you know, hours on end. And that's exhausting to them. And, and, and it's you know, stressful in its own right for them. Unless you're, Unless you're actually getting really a kick out of being in the gym, just this constant mm. pressure of having to do something. Oh, so you have to eat healthy. You have to hydrate. You have to, you have to, you have to. So even good habits um, become a chore and your body rebels against it. And that is why the New Year's resolutions typically die on, on January the 8th, if you're lucky. Um, yeah. Exactly. So no, it is, you're so right. And I think that is where we as a society have grown used to quick fixes. Doctor, what's wrong with me? I have drunk like a fish my whole life. I have never learned a decent coping mechanisms. My core values are screwed. I eat shit, but I want you to heal me and I want that now in 15 minutes and I want one tablet that does all that. Yeah, about that, we need to talk. And I think that's, <laughs> that's, that's where nowadays society needs to actually understand that you are the key to your either well-being or to your disease. It is no doctor can fix you. Okay, we can guide you, we can help you. We, the very first thing a good doctor does, they rule out nasty shit because there is the, the cancer and, and some really nasty things that can kill you at any one moment. So let's rule them out. And now that we know, okay, they are not playing a role in you. Now, that's where often doctors, traditional doctors stop and say, see, there's nothing wrong with you um, because I have ruled all the nasty things out so that you're crippled in back pain. Um, and we have done an MRI. There is no disc poking out. I don't know what, you know, it's, it is what it is. You know, well, you know, you hear, okay, we'll go lose some weight and your back will be better. Right. Absolutely. Or, 
Exactly. And you're like, well, how do I do that? Because I can't move. Mm-hmm. And, you know, this chronic pain is making me depressed and exhausted. And, you know, you, you can't, you don't even know what the first step is to be able to make those, make those exactly. changes. Exactly right. And exactly. I- you know, our job is to guide, to teach, to coach, mm-hmm. to, um, to mentor and support. And, and, you know, anybody, if you've looked and this is, this doesn't have to be about health. It has to be about anybody who is successful in their life generally had somebody that, you know, did it before them that mentored them or supported them. Right. So pro athletes even have coaches and business people have coaches, smart business people have coaches or mentors who taught them what they were doing. And why do we think that health doesn't need a mentor? You know, it's not, there's no reason why people should feel so alone and isolated that they should know how to be healthy and know what to do. Um, because nowhere else in the world of success is it expected for you to figure it out on your own, you know, and, and that's really oh, priceless. Think, so frustrating priceless. people and, or, you know, they think the insurance is going to fix it, you know, and then the insurance is going to be the thing that, that figures it out for them. And that's unfortunate because insurance doesn't pay for the coaching and the mentoring and the, and the support system that you need to understand what's step number two, what's step, you know, what's, what do I do next week and the following week and, and do this in baby steps. It's like mm. going back to college. You, you got to go back to the university of you and learn what's wrong and mm. then, you know, learn what you need to do to fix it. And nobody goes to university in one day, like you said, in that 15 minute time frame, you can't learn all of that stuff. <laughs> of course not. And then have I, yeah. Bite-sized digestible pieces over time that you can really understand yeah. and then they build on each other. Just like when you go, you know, get a degree in something, you're you're going to get a degree for yourself and, and you've got to work towards that. That's right. Basically, you have got a user manual for your own body, but that user manual is not just three pages. That is a very big user manual. And some of the things are written in a language that you just simply can't understand until someone actually explains it for you. And maybe sort of your body for dummies kind of a thing. That's quite good. Now, many of us are, of course, trying to look out for ourselves we try to do the good thing we go to to the to the newspaper section and there's women's health men's health and they buy those beautiful pamphlets where there are sexy people doing sexy things with beautiful lighting and they all look gorgeous and then it says see you can have a nice beer after your workout because it's actually full of this and that and can help in your recovery so when you say, fantastic, give me 10 of them, oh, I'll take 10 lagers off them, oh my God, and I gotta be much better off. And just, we think, oh my God. So let me, let me teach you a little bit. There is a trillion, billion, zillion dollar industry out there that makes shitloads of money out of you. And it's called social engineering, and it's called telling you bullshit. If you go back to the 70s, um, uh, uh, the, uh, most doctors smoke camel, and you see a distinguished doctor lighting up there. That was the 70s. Guess what? You know, that is bullshit. Now, nowadays, still, people will tell you little snippets out of something that they then can repackage and make money out of it. And that's that's actually just described men's health and women's health as examples wow. because and that's the pharmaceutical industry, right? I mean, exactly. pharmaceuticals are not 
designed to make you healthy, there, there's a business there, you know, and, and their business is marketing to make you want to buy it or to make you come talk to your doctor about maybe I should take this medication instead. Mm. It looks like on the commercial that it might make me feel better. You know, the commercial with the, with the person with the smiley face or, you know, bouncing around life is amazing now because I started this medication and, yep. and they, Connect to those emotions people have and go, oh, I want to have a smiley face bouncing around, so I should take this medicine. And and that's the pharmaceutical industry is really the marketing, you know, and, and it's a it's a billion, billion, trillion dollar business. Mm. And they're not in the business of getting you healthy. Correct. Correct. And that's so important to realize. So guys, you're up against some very, very uh, cold hearted and uh, very intelligent killers. You're basically working against psychopaths. For if you if you were in a in a crim uh, in a crimi in a in a in an action film, there is a nasty psychopath there who wants you to do not so nice things for yourself. Okay, so unfortunately, that is very very true. So only because you're paranoid doesn't not mean that they're not out there to get you. They are out there to get you to make more exact to get your money. Um, let's let's call it what it is. So I think. There is we, you know, the, these these functional medicine doctors are like, you know, such a small, tiny part of that. I know. that you know, we're over <laughs> here trying to put our gear on and, you know, come in from the other side. And, um, you know, I, I don't I hope it's going to be a winning battle. I think it's mm. growing um, mm. being able to have have conversations like this. I, you know. Uh, our world now um, with with the ability to communicate like this, mm. where before, you know, we didn't have podcasts, we didn't have, you know, places like this where people could learn this type of information. I mean, mm. it, you know, magazines don't give it to you because it's not selling. Um, so hopefully mm. people like us that can get out there and share this message. And that's really what this is all about for me is mm. I, you know, I can touch more lives just by simply helping people understand there's another way. And whether that whether they end up in front of me in my practice or not, that's not my goal. My goal is to share the message. So, you know, if they're on the other side of the world somewhere, can they what's this functional medicine thing? And, mm. you know, maybe I can I can Google search and find somebody that can get me that that mm. knowledge and, and help that help me get that support. The other thing I would like to say and mention is I. I Obviously, I 100% subscribe to you, Amy, to what you're saying. I'm 100% on your side there. Sometimes our intention to go from Western medicine, which is all the way, you know, either you cut it or you give it a pill, or uh, if you can't do that, it's it's all in your head. It can swing towards sort of, okay, common ground. And I think that's where, where functional medicine is. And sometimes it can swing all the way across to the other side. So there are... Um, people out there who are going really quite, uh, really quite extreme uh, in their alternative beliefs, and I think you need to understand that that they, these people are out there, and they they can be extremely anti-medicine. So there is actually a fight happening between alternative medicine and western medicine for and it, there might be different words that people use but ultimately these are the two camps right. and there are some people who are absolutely <laughs> against that now any any traditional doctor who who tells you that nah that is all, all bullshit he actually needs his head adjusted 
Okay. Yeah. And if you have got a very alternative guy who says, no, from now on, only crystal balls and nothing else. And if you even think about going to your doctor, you are bad. Yeah. That's bullshit too. Yeah. You need to combine both worlds. Both worlds. Now. Exactly. And that's, I guess, where functional that's medicine comes in. And so we have this idea of, of both sides of this camp, like you're talking about. And that's really, I, I opened my practice, Carolina Integrative Medicine, because that's really integrating those two things together, using the alternative medicine with this traditional approach and, and the background of having MD behind my name. So I have, you know, the knowledge from that perspective. And then, in a, you know, functional medicine comes in and helping us to understand the why, that, that root cause, and then we can integrate the different types of therapies. So a lot of people um, interchange integrative and functional medicine. They really are two different things, but using them synergistically together is really where the magic mm. happens. Um, and, and that's really the beauty of, of this process. Mm. And I was saying also, I mean, we, you know, there are times when that Western medicine is important, like you said, you know, um, you, maybe we do need to cut it out if there, you know, if we, if we didn't catch that cancer early enough, you know, so let's get it out of there. And, and or trauma, you know, mm. I mean, we have the best trauma centers in the world in the US because mm. trauma happens and accidents happen. And mm. I'm thankful that we have that ability mm. to, you know, my, my nine-year-old daughter a couple of years ago had an appendicitis and, you know, she had to go through the process of the surgery. And mm. I was very thankful that we had surgeons and that I had insurance to cover that $8,000 surgery. Mm. Um, you know, I can't, I can't fix an appendicitis with with, you know, like you were talking about kind of the, the crystal balls and the voodoo and the, and the meditation or whatever, or even supplement, supplement yeah. that I could give anybody for an appendicitis, right? Correct. I mean, that's just, I, I'm thankful that we have Western medicine for that. Absolutely. But really, that's where we have to understand that's, that's what Western medicine is for. It's that, a, it, that's an acute, the, the urgent, the, the, you know, treating something like that, and chronic disease needs to have this blend because mm. there's, you know, Western medicine is not going to be able to cure chronic disease. Mm. And that's so, so, so important. There's, as, there's a saying for junior doctors, the hand that, should, that writes the opiate uh, should write the laxative. And that is such a, a simple, these two go together, because if you give strong painkillers, you bung them up, they get constipated as hell. So these things should go together. I postulate that we actually should teach our juniors, um, if you write up an antibiotic, you should write up the lactobacillus, the probiotics um, afterwards. Um, so there is, there should be a new acceptance that yes, uh, there is this Western part of medicine is so important, but let's actually um, bring in the functional medicine side as something that needs to come integrated and come come as part of it. So I want these camps to grow with the middle. And these camps over there, the Reiki pr uh, practitioners, the people who are into healing, um, who are um, using frequencies, that is in its own right, a really beautiful thing. And it can yeah, that's help part of that bringing you down into that parasympathetic mode absolutely and manage so that's, your stress there. absolutely so that is there but equally it would be so important that we strengthen that camp by actually giving more traditional kind of uh education with regards to checking out for nasty things one of the very first 
cases ever I've seen in in med school was actually a, a lady who was uh, who had a nasty bone, uh, lymph lymph node cancer, um, and she I saw her as you know as part of my student days, um, and I asked her, well, how did you find that out? And she said, well, I didn't really have many symptoms. I went to someone who practiced iris diagnosis. So they look in the iris, and depending on this microcosmos in your iris, they tell you whatever whatever is happening. But this woman actually said, no, there is something seriously wrong with you. I want you to go right now, not tomorrow, not in next week. Right now, I want you to go to your GP, please. And that was how the diagnosis of that cancer was found. That always stuck in my mind. So you can very much focus on a different aspect of health and major in that become really I and mean, there's so many people who are so beautiful intuitive out there that they actually can work with frequencies that they can actually help you to change your state the physical state from this constant sympathetic fight and flight to down to a healthy restorative parasympathetic state beautiful beautiful these people are gorgeous but let's bring in a, a, a wider approach there and if we can bring that bring all these people around the table that is really the power team that you want to have and remember with every power team you as the listener and viewer of my show you want to be the stupidest person in that <laughs> team okay if you know it all then this is not a right team this is not a power team this is this is bullshit. No, you yeah. want to be the, the dumbest person around the table. But if yeah. you surround yourself with with people from all those ilks and let all of them give you their well meant education, can you imagine that you would grow? <clears throat> and could you imagine? Sorry, could you imagine that even if you just take one little example, one little snippet from here, and implement it, as in really implement it, take action sort of maybe drink a glass of water every morning when you wake up doesn't matter if you like it or not just drink a glass of water and then make sure that actually when you put some food in front of you make sure that there is at least one green leaf okay it doesn't need to be all salad or all spinach but there needs to be at least one green leaf on there and nevertheless and maybe if you want more I'll make two maybe maybe this week one green leaf and then next week two hey you take action, okay? So by taking action in a constant daily way, that becomes a an habit. And very soon, yep. you actually realize, well, this is, looks a bit wrong. Ah, oh, there's nothing green on my plate. Hey, and suddenly you feel better hydrated and that some of the brain fog is lifting. You think, huh, look at that. You know? And uh, keep going, Amy. I mean, there's this, I could talk now, wrap it on for hours on, on good habits, but this is really what functional medicine is all about, establishing a understanding and then moving on with it. Yeah. And really, I think, you know, what, what excites me, you asked me that question earlier when we first met, you know, is, is being able to take exactly what you said in my practice, um, I have developed that team, you know, I have developed that. And so we, we get the results that we get with our patients because, I have me as the leader, the MD yeah. that's over here, you know, has that background. I have a health coach. I have a chiropractor. Interestingly, nice. I have an iridologist in my practice. <laughs> okay. um, there you go. <laughs> we, we have the ability to do, you know, um, treatments like, 
like IV therapy if somebody really does have some nutritional issues yeah. and, and their gut's all messed up. And so even giving them supplements to take or, or mm. food and things like that, it's not getting where it needs to go to heal. So having that type of approach where there are so many different modalities, it's not just me seeing you, here's your issue, you know, take these pills, see you back in six months, mm. you know, being able to, to have somebody there to support you with the coaching and, and the mentoring and, and then the adjustment from the chiropractor that's going to help get all the nerves, you know, talking to each other and doing what exactly. they're supposed to do. I mean, I could go on and on, but that's the beauty of, of being able to integrate all of these things together. And so, um, yes, you know, you can learn some of these things on your own listener and, and taking those baby steps and creating some new baby habits. But if you have the ability to find a place where, where you know, it can integrate those things together, that's really where the magic happens. Exactly. And again, going back to that, that is worth every penny that you would ever spend there because you're, I mean, hmm. the outcome that you get from that is, hmm. is priceless. Absolutely. I spent 27,000 uh, for a month of rehab and that was the best investment ever. And I must have equally spent about 27,000 on my health since then. Yeah. And again, that was the best thing ever that I've done because right now there is such a beautiful vision and clarity that is in my head. Um, it's beautiful. The, the new me is intoxicating. It's, it's I, I, I have a, a, a stupid cheesy smile on my face and actually think oh, how far I've come. Right? It's really like, wow, what do I, what do I get to do now? Exactly. You know, you're, not, you're not sitting here worried about how horrible you feel and, yeah, you know, exactly. all the, things you have to do today that you're that you're not going to be able to do because you don't feel good it's like oh. Oh, this whole new world out there that is you know oh. exciting because oh. it's like oh my gosh I have the energy to actually do things exactly and get my housework done and I'm already done with that and now it's like what do I do with myself and and yeah. people tell me all the time we've yeah. created more hours in their day yeah. um when you're getting adequate quality sleep you don't need as much right I mean you can you know, sleep six, seven hours a day. If it's good quality sleep, then, you know, you're not laying around the rest of the day. you got plenty of time to go out there yeah. and, and kill it and do all the things you want to do. Yeah. And there's, let me put in one little last, last gem there for you guys. If you think for crying out loud, you know, how much did you spend? You're kidding me. Can you imagine that an investment not just comes back as good feeling, but if you suddenly show up in a consistently positive basis, could you not imagine that you actually, by the law of attraction, attract people who say, wow, you are really good and, and start talking. And depending upon where you live, what you do, what your career is, what maybe your future career might be if you're changing, don't you think that suddenly opportunities will arise that otherwise with you being in your brain work and just sort of barely showing up in your daily life, that these opportunities would not arise, that you, there is very much something to be said about if you consistently turn up in as the new and improved you, there will be opportunities that will translate into money. And for all you know, you're going to be financially wealthy and completely independent in five years' time. You can stop your day job if you want to do that. Uh, and that is purely by you getting your shit together and actually changing your life by putting yourself first, looking yep. truly after yourself and putting your money where your mouth is. And suddenly, honestly, 
this is the best investment ever. And that is my experience. I'm, uh, I'm exactly on that path. I love it. So now, guys, I think it is you got you got the passion that is in out of Amy and out of me just pouring out. And we are not making that up. We haven't snorted cocaine in the morning to actually bounce around like that. No, that's us. That's us. That's the life that we're living because we are so convicted, convicted, convinced. Sorry, the conviction in us is so strong. (laughs) (laughs) It's beautiful. It's absolutely beautiful. So, guys, come along for a ride. And uh, if if people actually really gel with you, Amy, if they say, wow, she is cool, how can they find you? Um, you can go to my website, it's amyduffymd.com. Um, that's my personal website, and there's links there to also carolinaintegrativemedicine.com. Uh, my book is available on Amazon, Normal Doesn't Have Side Effects by Amy Duffy, MD. So I would love Perfect. to reach out, you know, have you reach out, communicate, get healthy. Guys- have a look down there into the description of the YouTube video and of the podcast. You get all of her information in there. And whilst you're down there, please press the like and the subscribe button and maybe leave a comment. And if you really feel like it and think, wow, actually, they made sort of sense, okay, against all odds, then maybe tell your friends and actually just share the news. But feel empowered. That's what I want you to do. There is The past does not equal the future. Okay, you have the privilege to change your life. And you already took action by listening to this interview. So I congratulate you for that. You're obviously sick and tired of being sick and tired. Otherwise, you would have not listened to this interview. Congratulations. You have already started on that path. Where to from now? And you you can try to reinvent the wheel. Go for it. But if you if you want to actually expedite that and become efficient in that so that you sooner can live a life full of joy and full of full of ah a new revelation every day then maybe maybe seek some help from someone who knows exactly what they're doing about and i think amy is a pretty good bet here in that in that setting Amy, you're a gorgeous woman. Thank you so much for coming onto my show. Thank you so much for, for sharing your passion and for making this world a little bit better. Um, you know, one interview at a time and one book at a time in your case. Yeah, absolutely. It was great. Enjoyed it very much. <laughs> cool. And you guys out there, live with passion and look after yourself. Bye. Bye. <laughs>